This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I am Eric Branson, and with me as always, my friend and co-host, uh, Joe Peterson. How's it going, Joe? It's going pretty well. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Surviving this week, we've got a couple of sick kids just, uh, mm. I don't know, down with a little of the, like, back-to-school funk or whatever, and the funny thing is they don't, you know, they're only two, so they don't actually go to school yet, but they picked it up somewhere, so... I don't know. It's been uh, it's been a rough week. My son is just having like you know your your basic awful cold symptoms like stuffy head and cough, but he's not sleeping very well because mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. Of course, that means everybody's not sleeping very well in our well, household they, right now. So they that's share a lot the, of fun. They share the wealth, don't they? <laughs> they yeah, they sure do. They definitely. And I do kind that. of feel like I woke up this morning had kind of the scratchy throat and everything going on with myself so i'm like oh god they got me which they always do at some point after <laughs> oh yeah so it's hopefully on a, it's hopefully unavoidable. i don't get it uh the whole um the whole shebang like they have it but uh, we'll see trying yeah. to survive here um, yeah we're we're trying to get into a routine of some sorts you know we're, we're a couple weeks into the school year both the kids and me and uh yeah it's just trying to get used to new routines and new schedules with constant interruptions to these new routines and new schedules. So I still feel, you know, usually by this point in the semester, I'm starting to get used to things. Everybody's starting to get used to things, but there's just been a day off here or I was gone this past Monday and I was gone the Friday before I went to North Dakota for a few days and just, it's been go, go, go. So I'm really looking Mm -hmm. forward to consistency at some point, but that isn't always a guarantee. So yeah, no, that would be nice. Consistency in anything <laughs> in my life right now would be nice. But even even and we have to do our you know obviously our uh, weekly weather report. Even consistency with the weather. <laughs> yes. We're we're in late September recording this right now, and it's been like eighty five degrees. I in Wisconsin. I have no idea mm. what's going on <laughs> with that. You know? Yeah, we had um, a week of 80s here, and then it's going to now, I guess, dump rain for like 48 straight hours on us, and then, oh geez. and then cool off. It looks like finally. So when the first, you know, it's like it was waiting for that official first day of fall, and when then be like, oh okay, it's fall now. So yeah, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's I. I, it's like the one time of year I get kind of festive is at, the, at early fall. Sometimes by the time <laughs> Halloween rolls around, I'm like, ah, it's already cold and rainy. I'm sick of this shit. But this, yeah, well, this, this kind of climate, yeah, yeah, this early <laughs> fall, I kind of like that. You know, like um, for example, like right now, if you mentioned the beer too, I'm I'm drinking a uh, New Glarus Brewing Company Staghorn Oktoberfest. It's their seasonal Oktoberfest they put out every year. Nice, um, yeah. and it's it's one of my one of my favorite ones. But yeah, that's. I'll go to the I'll go to the liquor store and do those mix your own six pack things and just get all the different Oktoberfests from different breweries and see which one I like best for the year. <laughs> nice, so, yeah. You know. Oktoberfest is uh, yeah a style I always enjoy, especially this this time of year. So, um, I myself am drinking a 
It is called the Des Moines IPA from Confluence Brewing Company, which is in Des Moines, Iowa. My um, uncle uh, actually brought this to me as a gift, and it's a very good um, double dry hopped IPA from uh, with uh, Centennial Simcoe and Citra hops from Confluence Brewing Company in Des Moines. So. Um, nice. just basically read the can down there. I don't like have an ad memorized for them or anything. So they're not, they're not paying <laughs> just, you or anything. They're not, not yet. I'm, I'm working on all these, all these companies or the breweries we've mentioned. So, you know, when I think um, of smoothness, I think of Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's maybe not the best catchphrase for their city, but you know, we can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. I, I will say that when I was in North Dakota, again, it was just like a weekend trip, but, um, I actually went to a, a brewery there and was actually, you know, somewhat impressed by like, North Dakota is not a place that we normally associate with, you know, beer. Good beer. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but it wasn't bad. Yeah, there was a brewery we went to a, a couple of times. It was, it was, uh, wasn't too bad. So, cool. Yeah, I mean, you can these days you find a little, if you can find good stuff just about anywhere. I mean, if there, yeah. if there are people that are brewing in the area, so um, yeah. Yeah, well, we got a, some. Uh, we got kind of new series we're starting tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, speaking of, we opened the shows talking about you know snot-nosed little creatures, a la my sick <laughs> children. Um, <laughs> I figured that was a good segue into what we're going to be talking about for the next uh, not two but three episodes of the Video Junkyard Podcast, and that is what did we what did we call it on our preview the other day, or when we were um, talking about coming up the. Um, small carnivorous creatures series or the scc series like <laughs> yeah what i wrote down <laughs> right we're calling this one the uh yeah the, the mini monsters or i don't know something like that i should have written it yes. down too yeah but yeah so over the next three weeks we're going to go over or, or talk about three films that are you know everybody's other favorite little monster movies so pretty much saying no we're not talking about gremlins not this time around i'd love to someday it's a favorite film of mine but we, as you guys know, if you've been listening, we kind of, um, and we were talking about amending this a little bit in the future just because um, we like to play with the format, but we kind of steer away from the, you know, super mainstream films that everybody has seen and talks about, you know, on a regular basis. So right. um, we're going to do three lesser known small carnivorous creatures or mini monster films, uh, starting with today's film, which is, if... Uh, we're, without any further ado, 1984's <laughs> Ghoulies. Jonathan is having a housewarming party. Whoa! What do you guys want to do? Well, we could play hide and go seek. <laughs> yeah. What about Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. yeah. Trip. Poker. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do a ritual. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. Hey, knock it off. Come. I order thee. In the name of the most holy trinity. Come. I order thee. Well, that was fun. No, no, wait. I, I need to dismiss the spirit. So do I. Where's the bathroom? Upstairs. <laughs> Unfortunately, there will be some surprise guests. 
They have very bad manners. And they have no respect for privacy. They'll wake up the neighbors. What the hell's in there? And they never take no for an answer. Oh, man, that chick is really a screamer. <laughs> Goons, once they show up, you can never get rid of them. They'll get you in the end. Which was yeah. directed by, um, I'm going to butcher this, but Luca Bercovici, maybe? <laughs> that sounds right. Uh, Luca Bercovici and um, produced by, you know, the one and only Charles Band. It is, uh, I believe, his, his first major production company, which is New World Pictures. Um, so... Yeah, if, if that name rings a bell for anybody, Charles Band went on to be a major player in the, the what we were talking about, the straight-to-video market with his Full Moon Features um, brand. Which yeah, was after so this the, is, the, right, this is kind of a pre-Full Moon. Yeah, yep, sure is, yeah, so New World, I believe it's New World, I, now I'm doubting my doubting myself, I always do that, uh, but yeah, their company, I believe, dissolved, and um, Full Moon was kind of born from the, the ashes of New World Pictures, but... Um, yeah, so yeah, and, and it <laughs> seems like you know it's funny because it seems like when they you know when Full Moon then went ahead, there was a whole series of Full Moon's known for their little mini monster type films as well. I mean, you know, yeah, Full Moon I think, Puppet Masters and Demonic Toys, and you know, in a lot of ways, this is this is definitely a predecessor to those films because it was a fairly successful film or, or at least memorable film for. Um, for Charles Band earlier, earlier in his career, I mean, he'd been around in the film industry for, I think, since the late '60s. But um, yeah, so I think like yeah, you could definitely see that the, the influence or that this is a predecessor to those um, little creature movies to come, or Demonic Toys or Puppet Master, because mm-hmm. they've got this kind of the same tone of Ghoulies, and I think that's some of, one of the things we'll get to talking about right away. But let me get you while we're thinking of it a quick synopsis of what ghoulies is all about and it is excuse me as a child jonathan was almost killed by his father malcolm during a satanic ritual after being saved and raised by wolfgang who has kept him unaware of his background jonathan inherits malcolm's house and moves in with his girlfriend rebecca during a party he jokingly performs a ceremony described in one of his father's books on black magic not really realizing he has unleashed small demonic creatures known as ghoulies so yeah i mean it, it, it it's a <laughs> the story this is pretty strange <laughs> i mean it almost feels like there. they they were just kind of coming up with it as as they went i'm sure they weren't but it yeah. kind of came off that way i i do want to mention my earliest memory of this movie isn't the movie itself but actually the the cover, right? The box cover of the poster oh, right. for it, yep. which is the little green ghoulie with uh, you know, the blue shirt and the red suspenders popping up out of the toilet. Um, and I, I, there is a scene in the movie with that, but apparently mm-hmm. it was thrown in afterward because the the poster was getting buzz. Oh, right. And they they put it in after. Well, I guess there's there's some debate about that uh, because hmm. I, from what I was reading. Um, uh, let's see. It was Charles Band? I guess has has said 
that yeah they they put this in kind of at the end um which if you see the scene when he does pop out of there it does look like a slightly different puppet <laughs> um for this little green guy uh, but apparently the director has said no 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 that was always part of the script so there's some debate about that i guess on who is right but and the, yeah. the weird thing is the, the poster with he's wearing the little blue shirt you don't actually see that in the movie he's not wearing a shirt i don't i noticed that it bugged me but yeah you know, i don't remember that, a little that bit. <laughs> character or that creature wearing a shirt at all in none the of film, them did no none yeah. of them did um and i know we talked about briefly that um we i had a similar memory like of this of this box this movie box at the video store and it turns out because we kind of argued about very briefly but like what it kind of looked like and what it was and i was like oh wait if it turns out i'm actually thinking of the box for ghoulies 2 which is almost identical in many ways but has two ghoulies one coming out of the main part of the toilet and one out of the back of it and they've lost the shirt so it looks a little more like the actual ghoulie creature from from the right right um yeah and and Real quickly, got to do a correction because I, I went and checked on myself. I, it was not New World Pictures. New World Pictures is a Corman company. Uh, Empire Pictures. Empire is Charles Pictures. Charles Band's company um, that made Ghoulies and Reanimator and um, so on and so forth. Um, that eventually was dissolved and became Full Moon Features. It, it didn't become, but he's, he started Full Moon Features after the dis. Mm-hmm. dis blah, blah, blah. Yeah. After Empire, Empire Pictures right. fell apart. Yeah. As anyway, far as the yeah, cast just, uh, of this, Mariska Haggerty is in this film. Uh, this is her uh, film debut. Uh, and I have to say, her acting got way better. Because it's not good in this, but <laughs> yeah, she's no, probably it's, about it's what, nothing memorable, or really. Yeah. Um, the cast familiar? in general is, I mean, if you're familiar with... Um, you know the the work of Charles Band. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you that the cast is a pretty. You, you don't have a lot of big stars, and like you said, she Mariska Haggerty is just starting off at that point as well, um, and is kind of played for for I don't know B movie comedy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the cast is not the strongest part of the film. The the humor and kind of the the just bizarre um, story and. Uh, pretty great creature design is what kind of sells this one, I think. is. Uh, yeah, I will say the creature... I mean, for, for 1984, when it was made, mm-hmm. um, it, it is pretty good. I mean, the, they're, it's, they're puppets. There's a lot of expression on the puppets' faces, like their eyes move and everything. I can't say I really know what they're expressing, Um <laughs> they do a lot of groaning and grunting and you know a lot of close but at least they have teeth. a couple of different you know and i'll give this movie credit for the very first thing you see in the movie are the creatures right mm-hmm. away they, you know, yeah. it's, it's close-ups of them and it's rare well, with and i feel like effects to do that i feel like in a film like this they know that that's kind of their selling point is the ghoulies the creatures they're they're not only like kind of the selling point from a special effects standpoint but they're also probably the 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 best source of or one of the big sources of humor in the film as well so um mm-hmm. yeah i think i think they're not you know p- trying to pull a jaws on you and hold this until the the end they're they're definitely you're here to see the ghoulies so we're going to give you the ghoulies right off the bat so yeah. um we were talking real quick about experiences with this movie and another thing i think we had talked about before we started recording um i always thought i had seen this movie <laughs> and 
I'm not sure that I actually ever had seen the first Ghoulies. I know for a fact I've seen Ghoulies 2. That's the one at the circus. I've seen that one probably, I mean, not hundreds of times or anything, but I've seen it multiple times. I know I've seen Ghoulies 3, which is the, like, Ghoulies go to college one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um which is just ridiculous, fun, but ridiculous. And um, once I, I, I was certain that I had seen this, and once I sat down and started watching it, there was like almost nothing about this movie that was familiar. And not in like a bad way, but I don't think I ever had seen it. I actually think this one, I had kind of always checked it off my checklist of, oh yeah, I've seen Ghoulies because I was familiar with them from the other films, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't think I'd ever seen the original. So this I, ended up unintentionally being a first-time watch for me. I think I had seen it before, but, uh, you know, admittedly, it's pretty forgettable. Um, there's the... I, I honestly think, like, the, the cover poster and, you know, cover art for the box is probably the most memorable thing about the movie. Uh, it's not referenced in things very often, you know. Right. Um, See, I, mean, I, I well, had kind of an opposite experience. Like, I felt like it was really, like, even compared to the other two movies, which are just kind of really hokey, silly, still fun and funny B-movies, this one at least, I don't know, this one, like, was, had this kind of sense of super, I don't know, it's just a super bizarre movie beyond what the other ones are. The other ones are all about the monsters, all about the ghoulies, and that's that's about it. And the ghoulies are funny, and they goof around. And Sure. Um, this one, it's a little different. They're, they actually have some... Okay, there's a little bit of a plot, We as we mentioned in the synopsis, like the satanic ritual, this guy inheriting this house, and um, which, if you start to break down any of it, doesn't make any sense at all. I don't really understand his, his drive or his motivation, the main characters in the film at all, but... Um, that's okay. They kind of attribute it to he's being taken over by, you know, the black magic or whatever. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's fine because in a movie like this, it's not, it's, it gives you enough to like get, get in the door and, you know, there's enough going on that it's, uh, keeps it interesting. But there's so much other stuff going on in this movie compared to the sequels that's really just all about the little monsters. Like there's the two, um, little people actors that are, kind of like oh, servants yeah. that are dressed up as knights and <laughs> like, I got I gotta say that was the best um, part for me is Grizzly yeah. Gut. The two <laughs> the two fantastic. the two demonic dwarves that just kind of appear. And, and if they uh, do appear like, in the sequels, then it has lo- my memory has lost that because I don't remember those characters being around again. I haven't seen the fourth one, so I don't know yeah, for I haven't certain. Either. But uh I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, so yeah, these two little demonic or evil dwarves <laughs> named Grizzle and Gritigut. Grizzle and Gritigut, that's right. It's just uh, that and that they appeared on the screen and this movie took a whole new level. It's like, okay, it has this. Yeah. I can't say it doesn't have this. Well, and then it turns into this whole, like, at the end of the... F- I, we'll, we'll wait, I guess, till, to discuss the end of the film. But we... we um. We're talking again a little bit, but we actually talked to probably... We usually don't, but uh, talk about him before we start recording. This mm-hmm. one we talked about for a few minutes. But um, we're talking about this as well, kind of the bizarre characterization of... Well, I mean, the characters of the film. Um, they are kind of like stereotypical horror movie band of partying teens, but then they're not. They're all definitely in their, like early mid 20s i would say oh yeah yeah and, they're supposed to be in um, college i'm like really yeah <laughs> and they're 
all like the weirdest goddamn people like you would ever like i not even like to where they're all kind of you know a lot of horror films kind of cast um you know stereotypical like each group of friends has their their stereotypes you know there's the the party hard kind of dude there's you know the nerd there's the the good girl there's the slutty girl there's the you know all this stuff they don't they kind of do that here but it's also really like everybody's characters are really strange for a good example I don't remember what his actual name is. Maybe I can see real quickly here. Um, the character played by the actor Ralph Seymour, whose character's name was actually Mark, has like a second, a jokey personality that he puts on called Toad Boy, which is just basically him talking in a high-pitched voice and saying really ridiculous like little kid stuff to the girl he's dating, and it makes no sense and plays no role whatsoever in the like I, my, i'm like scratching my head being like how did this get out of this like how did this end even end up in the script in the first place and then secondly how did it end up in the movie like what they didn't <laughs> like what are they thinking how how does this get in yeah um, he has this weird yeah like you said it's it's a <laughs> bizarre kind of child voice that he does it it it's so strange and, and the rest of the friends are all super annoyed with it it's not like anybody thinks it's funny right <laughs> right and then it's like i'm think, also thinking like why how is this dude dating anybody <laughs> like how or how does he have any friends at all why does anybody put up with this um this dude but i don't know i mean i guess we've all had friends like that but <laughs> I, especially I in our ever, 20s probably don't, don't remember having yeah, I would hope not. I mean, this guy seriously boys, needs huh? like like <laughs> psychological help. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, it was very 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 strange. Uh, yeah, and, and I then... think the other character's name was Mike, played by Scott Thompson. <laughs> yep. Um, Which is, I guess he was also in Twister and Fast Times at Regiment High and Police Academy, mm-hmm. but I don't recognize him in this. But he's I remember him least... from Police Academy out of all okay. things, which is funny. But and I think that's I think. Again, yeah, like we mentioned before, all of their names, it's like Mark, Mark, Mike, Mark, Donna. It's, yeah. They're all these very generic names. It's hard to, they don't say them clearly to each other very often other than Jonathan and Rebecca. Um, yeah. And the the only people that have not really stereotypical names are like the evil black magic characters like Malcolm and Wolfgang. Right. And, and, yeah. right. But so I think I'm talking about the character Mike who thinks he's this real suave you know cool dude kind of thing but he's he's actually just a creepy creepy person oh no i think it was the character dick Dex that dick. you're talking okay. about yeah <laughs> who Played actually literally Keith refers to himself as big dick on in multiple parts of okay the film so okay that's the guy played by keith joe dick yes <laughs> which is is that his real name who knows I, I don't recognize him from anything else by the way so yeah that's him yeah keith joe dick he's uh yeah, I just looked him up, and wow, yeah, I, he's he's been in a couple other things. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. You know, he's got a career going here somewhere. But yeah, good he job, uh, Keith it was Joe Dick. Good, good for you, <laughs> Dick. Um, yeah, that was that character was so over the top, and not even too over the top, just for like 2019. Like, oh, that shit wouldn't fly today. I don't think it. No, I mean, fly back it was then. all played. I think I feel like it was all played intentionally over the top. I mean, there's no way anyone's taking any of these performances seriously. I mean, shit, Toad Boy and and this this Dick character who's just like the most ridiculous, overly played caricature of like a ladies' man type. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. It Sorry, was... I think I cut you off. But... No, 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 no. I agree. It was it was definitely a, a strange one. Um, one of the things about production that we were chatting about a bit before that's interesting is so this film came out in '85. It was made in '84. It was made actually the exact same time Gremlins was made. Yeah. Right. So it had some competition, and it's commonly referred to as a ripoff of Gremlins. Um, but it, it wasn't. It was made at the same time. In fact, Warner Brothers sued Empire uh, and, um, you know, and, and Charles Band because they thought, oh, you're, you can't be making a little tiny monster movie. We're making a little tiny monster <laughs> movie, and we're a huge studio. Um, yeah. so, Obviously, they didn't get their hands on a copy of the script because this, yeah. this movie's batshit crazy. Like, it's... It's very much not the same kind of movie as Gremlins. Um, not that that's no. bad. I think that they're both unique and, and, and great in their own way. Um, but, yeah, I, there's no way you could you could claim that this was some sort of ripoff of the idea of Gremlins. It's right. not, you know. When we get to the other, one of the other films that we're going to talk about, you, maybe a case could be made. But not, not this one. Yeah, not <laughs> this one. It, it, this was its own tiny little beast. That spawned a number of sequels, more sequels than Gremlins, so it has that going for it. Yes, you know, but yeah, I, I think and that I was just, just kind of an interesting tonight thing about that. when I was sitting down and reading a little bit about this. There's a Ghoulies four. I was unaware, but yeah, yeah, actually, and um, and uh, Peter Lapis, who plays Jonathan, re- returns for that one. Ah, um, okay. Again, I haven't seen it, but but yeah. So yeah, I just also just looked at one of the details. Warner Brothers did sue them briefly, but they actually lost. Yeah, Warner Brothers well, I mean, lost I as they should. Have. I agree with that settlement. <laughs> yeah, yeah I would. Know. I would too. And um, however, Band ran out of money, and so that's why the film was delayed for months. And Gremlins came out first. So anybody who'd be thinking about this would be like, "There's no way that Ghoulies, which did have a you know a release, right? Uh, it opened yeah. in." in yeah. 350 theaters and then premiered in New York, you know, a, a couple months later. So it had a, a, a respectable release. Um, this was before things could go direct to video, right? right. So yep. I think anybody with some common sense, hopefully, would have, you know, calling it a, a ripoff of Gremlins has to realize that would mean that they saw Gremlins, wrote a script, got the effects made, got a cast, made the film, edited it did post-production and all releasing and, and uh, you know, marketing, and then released all within, like, a few months. And that's really pushing it for a low-budget film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... to For Warner Brothers to even, like, consider this thing to be a threat to them, I'm not sure... I'm not sure why exactly. I think they probably just had their eye on Charles Band and Empire Pictures because of what he does and that's and not not maybe as bad as the companies like the asylum but certainly he taps into things that are trends in hollywood especially in genre pictures and kind of you know jumps on those trends so if something's a big um you know gremlins wonder brothers announces it's got this monster movie coming out and of course he's going to be jumping into monster movies so maybe there's a case that he he is influenced by gremlins coming out yeah maybe i mean you could but to say that this is a ripoff is is untrue, and so it's like there's no way. Yeah, there were even film critics calling it that. Yeah, there were even film. Well, critics. Well, it's because it's a yeah. I mean, people probably didn't even take the time to think about it, but it's just because yeah. it's a little monster movie. But it's not like it's the first little Gremlins was the first little monster movie to ever be made. I'm right. sure there's something 
that predates gremlins that you you could you know claim just because there's little creatures in it that it's a ripoff but yeah it's so it's a tough um, sell yeah for sure so but it's yeah it's ghoulies is was a pleasant surprise for me because it's actually a really fun really stupid but kind of bizarre movie that mixes kind of this really like over-the-top b-movie flavor with some scenes that actually really work i think there's some like legitimately creepy moments there's this creepy clown kind of doll that comes to life in the movie it's um adds some like actual moments of suspense there's some real moments of suspense here and there um in the big dark house it's got a great atmosphere you know kind of old gothic looking um wherever they found a shoot that was a great location um per, per that's probably more what they were after they found this great location they got permission to shoot at and like write a movie based around this great place that's usually how low budget movies work but <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's uh I, I did um, I, I did kind of go down a little bit of a rabbit hole while watching this, uh, you know, as I commonly do, uh, in in realizing that okay, so Mariska Haggerty's in this. She's the daughter of Jane Mansfield, mm-hmm. right? Jane Mansfield, who died tragically in a car accident, right? Um, did a lot of partying with Anton Lavey and the Church of Satan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the the rituals, of course, that LeVay would do was all for show, right? It was theatrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same kind of theatrics, though, that are being used in this film for all the satanic ritual shit. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't help but wonder, wonder if that bugged her on the set at all. Like, yeah, my mom used to do shit like this. You know? <laughs> Maybe not. Ma- Maybe I'm <laughs> overthinking it, but I was just kind of like, hmm, there's a, there's a weird thread here that uh, can't can't go without being being spoken if her about. mother was ever calling <laughs> summoning up some ghoulies and... yeah yeah maybe that's what levez <laughs> was trying to do the whole time just have well, some fun yeah. party with little little slimy creatures or something i mean overall <laughs> what, what did you think of the creature effects though in this um the effects are actually pretty solid i i okay that makes it sound like they're really good they're not really good they but they work and i like that each creature kind of has its own personality or something they're not all just like the same puppet or whatever over and over again it's the each creature has a unique design and whether it's you know they're they're admittedly they're not a whole lot more than hand puppets but i feel like they're they're at least well-crafted hand puppets that work when when they're you know shot correctly and yeah i think the thing that impressed me the most is the variety of monsters in it and it's cool um yeah yeah there's a pretty wide variety also one thing i i noticed that was kind of cool um is in some of these other kinds of films, with the exception of Gremlins, right? But some of these other mini monster kind of movies, there's always like a set number of them, right? Or at least yeah, in the first... If many of these spawn sequels, so that's a different story. But in this one, uh, you know, like... They start increasing in numbers throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And you almost see like... So like the little green dude that's on the cover of the box, you see him in it a couple of times. There's actually a couple versions of that type of monster. So yep. it's not just like that's the green demon ghoulie and that's the cat looking demon ghoulie. There's a bunch of each kind, which is kind of cool. It, it shows it just makes it a little bigger of a of a I don't want to say bigger story, but it adds something to it. Yeah, I can't there's really got describe. I mean there's 
there's you know some biodiversity in ghoulies there is <laughs> biodiversity <laughs> in ghoulies um, there, there's an ecological yeah, and, study that could be done from this <laughs> i do also have to say that one thing that i absolutely love and i was just laughing and and just having a good time with this movie because it's it's a it's a bit stupid and it's it's a bit crazy and it's funny and it's um i love that it's kind of a, a monster movie that like midway through all of a sudden becomes this really crazy movie with these you know dwarves and um you know the the climax of the film features like an evil wizard shooting lightning bolts at each other and and um just kind of shit i really didn't expect even being familiar with the sequels to this um yeah. it just kind of totally takes a turn and the the ghoulies are great and i don't know it's just it's one of those movies that if you're into this kind of thing like if you if you like you know good bad movies or however you want to put it like this is one you got to see it's it's good um I don't know. That, that's kind. Of, I'm kind of like jumping forward to my review, but it looks like it's about that time anyway. So yeah, there was um, one thing I did really get a kick out of that made me laugh, and I don't think it was intentional. Is there's a scene when Jonathan is first trying. You know, he's he's really getting into these rituals that he's doing on his own to you know build up his powers, and he's demonstrating his powers. He's down in the basement, mm-hmm. and the ghoulies are like hanging out watching him. And there's yep. the one ghoulie that is kind of cat-like, and it's mm-hmm. got. Uh, mechanical eyes you know the the puppet has mechanical eyes and so it's like looking around and groaning and it almost looks like it's rolling his eyes at Jonathan being like get this fucking guy check this shit out what a douche you know I don't know if that was intentional because they do you know turn on everybody right but Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but wonder like is that (laughs) are they mocking him is this a bit of foreshadowing I mean yeah maybe so so. yeah I don't know (laughs) I enjoyed it for what it's Dude. worth, but yeah. So if you had to give right. this one a grade, what do you think? Um, yeah, like, I mean, I've kind of said it a couple times now, but I think it's fun and it never takes itself seriously. So I think for anyone to take it super seriously would be a mistake. Um, it has a little bit of flavor of kind of an, and now it's it's definitely in you know in the R-rated realm. But some of the things reminded me of kind of like kids or young adult horror, like uh, I don't know, Goosebumps esque thing to it. Um, I don't know what it was that reminded me of that, but just kind of, maybe it's just kind of the weird kind of direction that the plot ends up going. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Evil wizards, little creatures. I don't know. I, I gotta say, I like this one a lot. It's, it's very different than things like gremlins or even the other two movies we're going to watch in this block. Um, I think I'd give it a B. I think I'd recommend this one to people, to the right people. (laughs) Okay. I think I'm gonna have to be a little lower. I'm, I, I give it like a C to a C minus, somewhere in between there. I got what they were going for, but it, it just felt a little too all over the place. Um, there were some things I appreciated about it. I thought the for its time and its budget, the effects were actually you know not you know they were, again under that context pretty good. Uh, mm. I've seen worse. I've seen worse in the block that we're talking about. Um, but <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, it does have its little bits of charm. It it goes pretty strange, which ha, ha, can be beneficial, but also it can be a little bit bit, bit uh, detracting. And um, so yeah, I'll stick with like around a C. It was okay. It was good. I mean, I'd recommend it for people if if they're doing a, a series like I want to watch a bunch of tiny monster movies. This would have to go in the list. It would have yes, to. Yes, absolutely. I don't I don't know if I'd put it on my list of even like top twenty five movies horror movies from the eighties. You have to see. I don't know if I'd even throw it on there, but. Since I don't yeah, I'm list, not sure. In the, if you would classify it only as like the horror genre, it's not going to make the list. But if, if if you get it down to like the little niche of like, 
I don't know, you know, cult or B movies or straight to video or whatever it is. And this wasn't straight to video, but um, it's certainly a memorable film. And I, I think earlier you said it was forgettable for you. So maybe, <laughs> we obviously differ on that. But yeah, yeah it's uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I maybe I'll remember was... it more now. I probably will because we reviewed it and talked about it. Right, I think right. last time I saw it, I probably was like, oh, okay, that was a thing and then moved on. But mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe it's, it's kind of counterintuitive. You can't say something's forgettable if it's now going to be recorded for prosperity's <laughs> well, sake yeah. and put out no, there. It's so, not. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> but, will never forget. So. But, uh, but yeah, so have you guys seen uh, Ghoulies? Have you seen any of the sequels? What are your thoughts on them? Do you agree with this review? Disagree? What's one of your favorite characters? Anything you want to tell us about this movie, feel free to drop us a line at uh, our... You can email us at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, either on our main page or the Video Junkyard Podcast group. Or you can send us a tweet at videojunkpod. We would love to hear from you and love to hear your thoughts on this. Make sure to join us again next week for another um, tiny creature or small carnivorous creature movie. We're going to be looking at... Uh, 1986's Critters next week and um, another one yet to come after that so uh, also in the future we're going to be looking at the Tales from the Crypt feature films we're going to be looking at some um, kind of young adult or kids Halloween movies we're going to be looking at lesser known Wes Craven films lesser known George Romero films I believe anyway stay tuned lots of great stuff coming throughout the rest of the year and early next year so I want to thank everybody for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm uh, taking a drink. I'm Eric Branson. <laughs> have a good <laughs> evening. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Video Junkyard Podcast, on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard? <laughs>